0: Hey girl. Hey, today's episode is birth planning a 101. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That's my dang dog in the back. He's got, he's a flat faced dog. So he sounds like a little piggy. I do apologize. Okay, since we got that situated, back to the nitty-gritty. Today's episode is going to be going over what a birth plan is, who needs the birth plan, what kind of information needs to be addressed on this birth plan, and lastly, a home plan for your family. A surrogacy is not a traditional birth, so a lot of different components are involved. But no worries, after this episode, everyone involved will be on the same page for plan A, B, or even are you currently a surrogate or you're in the process of becoming a surrogate? Be neither and you're still on the fence about it. Regardless of where you're at in your journey, you are in the right place. This podcast is for you. Yes, you heard me right, you girl. I created this podcast to shed light to surrogacy and help educate, inspire, and most importantly, support women. It's my mission to help guide women to have the healthiest journey, both emotionally and physically. I'm sure we can all agree as mamas, we always take care of others, but here, I'ma take care of you. I got you. If this sounds like you, turn up the volume, grab that coffee, that tea, heck, even that wine, and let's get started. I'm your host, Vanessa Clemens, and you're listening to Confessions of a Woman. Well, let's jump right into episode 12, Birth Planning 101. So what is a birth plan you ask? Well according to Google a birth plan is a way for you to communicate your wishes to the doctors or your midwife who's caring for you in the time of labor and it tells them about what type of labor you'd like and the birth that you'd like to have. What you also want to happen and what you want to avoid. So as surrogates I think it's really important that we have that start asking ourselves those questions. What is it that I actually want what will make me feel comfortable during my labor because this is the moment of truth you have your intended parents possibly someone from the agency you have your own support and it can get crazy or really fast we want to make sure that you're comfortable at all times and you can't necessarily express that at the time of labor so that's why we have it beforehand so that we are all good to go and everyone knows Exactly how you would like your room to be now that we got that established on what a birth plan is next We'll go along with who needs the birth plan now I would say the hospital staff the agency yourself, which um, you can have a copy of it printed in your hospital bag. And also if you can provide it to the agency to give it to your intended parents, um, domestic IPs that are in cultural similarities with you and that you speak the same language, you can definitely express those and have a conversation. But if you don't and you have international parents, then I would always give it to my coordinator, I would say a month before and try to arrange a Skype call or a WeChat chat so that everyone's on the same page. I mean, it's ultimately up to you, but it's always nice to consider the IPs. You may think like, well, it's me that's going through this. Yes, but you being able to incorporate them in the room, sometimes with you seeing how their first reaction is with their baby, it literally brings it full circle for you and you're able to have the healthiest closure. But some people find it very weird and it is not comfortable. And that's okay too. Okay, so let's figure out what information we actually want on this form. So for the birth plan, according to americanpregnancy.org, the following information should be stated. So your name, your date of birth, your OBGYN doctor, the status of your group B strep, whether it be negative or positive, your blood type, indicating that this is an IVF pregnancy slash surrogacy listing if you have any allergies if you have a doula her name who do you want in the room this is important because it can be awkward and you may want to state if you do allow the intended parents to be in the room where exactly the nurses will be able to delegate and kind of guide them to where they're supposed to be at so you could say anything they could be like standing by my shoulders or they can be in the room, but I want them in back of the curtain. I don't know. Or it can be like I would like the mom, she's okay, but like the dad, I kinda want cause my parts is all out. So you make sure that you state that specifically. Also you can indicate what kind of preference of pain medication you're wanting. There's epidural. That's all I know of, but apparently there's other ones. Preference on Episiotomy, Episiotomy, I don't know, but it's E-P-I-S-I-O-T-O-M-Y. I I don't care what it's called. I know I don't want it because that is where they do the snipping. If like the baby's crowning, they cut. I don't want you cutting me. Nope, we gotta figure out something else. (laughs) Where's the Crisco grease? I don't care. Moving on, there's also a what kind of setting you can talk about the light setting. I like it dim. The aromatherapy. Ooh, I love eucalyptus and lavender. And also this is for what kind of medical care. So it's like, are you okay with students or residents being involved in your delivery? That's always a good question because I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, who are all these people? But you can choose not to have that. So I thought that was a great one. Ooh, also your belly buddy visiting. Are you okay to hold, feed, or change the baby? Will the IPs be able to have their room at the hospital. Usually that is determined by the capacity in which the hospital is at, but if there's a room available, they are pretty much okay to allow them to have a room. So that is going to give you the examples of what needs to be on the initial birth plan itself. Moving forward, I just want to inform women that for deliveries, I know we are coming up with X, Y, and Z with plans, but it's very important to be open to change. You have to develop your plan A and also a plan B, but If you are adaptable to change, you can definitely overcome any obstacles that delivery throws at you. And I know this sounds a lot easier said than done, but trust me, I have been in that position. I've had emergency C-section. I had no clothes. I was by myself. And if I could eliminate somebody having to go through that, then I definitely would. And also, I mean, I've had it to where it was together and being able to have that those questions answered allowed me to one be a lot more calmer during the process and I believe that helped my body just flow better as well before I touch bases on a plan for your home I'd want to touch bases on making sure the intended parents that are international know the medications that the baby receives like the vitamin k that goes on the eyes I believe and also so the vaccinations within like the first 48 hours so please please try to see if you can, body from your OBGYN doctor can write something up maybe it can be translated for them because i noticed when my ip's were asked they're like uh uh we don't know and it's like the nursing staff is like do you want this do you want this you know so just informing them about that can definitely um, save some time and make a be in the best interest for the belly buddy. Okay, so that concludes what to have in our birth plan, my sorrow sisters. We have to make sure on the forefront that our household is down packed with a plan because the last month of your pregnancy, you should have a plan for child care. Who's going to watch your children? What happens if you go into labor while the kids are in school? who can pick them up? Um, Is that the same person that's going to be taking care of them? Things of that nature have to be accounted for. Now, for my daughter, um, I went into labor and she was with her dad, but her dad got called out of town for work and she was left with his mother. Now, She had a really bad allergic reaction, and I was in the hospital fresh out of a C-section. When I received the photos of my daughter's reaction, I'm going to post them so you guys can see. I was freaking out, and there was nothing I can do. Nobody was communicating with me like her grandmother, so I immediately called my dad, and I was like, please go get my child. Like, my dad knows how to tend to my child the way that I would want to if that makes sense, but, um, he just knows, um, how her skin is. So he had Benadryl, a uh, cream and, and just her allergy medication. So he went to go get her, but just the hassle, just the, the waiting, it freaking was freaking me out. Right. So always make sure to pack your kid's allergy medications, cold and fever medication. Also the, um, insurance card if need be because if they have to go to urgent care or anything of that like that they know where to take them and you know that you there's nothing you could do about it but you know that your kids are being taken care of right also the next one is going to be huge because we don't like talking about death but let's face it they say statistically that women are when they are giving birth that we are pushed to our limits and it's the closest thing to death but um we have our life insurance beneficiary they should be able to have if not a copy of the you know um insurance policy you can provide them with the contact information maybe the policy number so if in case of an emergency where that happens, they know you don't have to waste any time. They know what is going to, you know, be or where they need to go. Also, the next thing is, you know, don't get scared. Don't get freaked out. But I mean, it's it's definitely needed. Um, I can be walking down the street and get hit by a bus for crying out loud. So you just never know. But as long as I know that I did everything in my power to make sure even when I pass away, I will... Be taking care of my children for her majority of their life, and um, if
1: I go out that way, then that's how I go out. So crazy because um, recently I don't know if anyone has read over the um, death of the surrogate um, that when she was in labor she had passed away. But this is literally I've been sitting on this recording and it should have went out, uh, but I'm finishing it. You know now. Um, I have had the flu, but, you know, I definitely want to make sure that this gets out. But it's so crazy because this this is what happened um, to her and just tying into making sure our family is taken care of and those things are in order before we go into birth, you know. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, she may not have had that stuff figured out. I'm just saying that it does happen and that is something that we take a huge risk in. But I definitely um, believe that the chances are lower than most. But there is still a chance and we have to remain prepared. I feel like there's so much death going on around us. We've heard about, you know, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. Like that just breaks my heart just like as a parent. But then like as well as like just somebody who had given his life, you know, to an entertainment a game that benefited and touched so many people may his soul never be forgotten but I just wonder like as a parent like his last moments like with his child but I guess that's the part that just tears me up inside but you know all you can do from this is plan 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 as much as you can can we just do a moment of silence for Our fellow fallen surrogate, as well as just Kobe, his wife, his children, and their family, whoever was in the helicopter crash, just pray over them, Lord, and just please have them strength to be able to wake up, to stay strong, to still function in this life. I know it's going to feel like cement rocks to them to be able to get up and to have to face just the basic things that they need to do. But I just hope and pray that you are with them and you guide them to just more of a uplifting spirit and being able to connect with their loved ones that they lost in some way with the spirit know that they have not left because everyone's spirit reigns and always continues and I also pray for the ability to heal properly and the ability to be content with the things that they weren't there to see to change and just be aware that they are now okay and in a better place the moment of silence starts now Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. This has been a definitely a tearjerker, but um, something is very necessary to speak over, and I am just... Pouring into the family that you have into now. Hold them, touch them, love them. Be able to communicate your feelings and your thoughts. You never know when it's your last one. And we really have to take precedence of the presence right now. That's all we have. And all I have to say is that I love every single one of you guys that tune in. And I thank you so much. And I just pray just safety, security over your families. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Everyone have a great day. Until next time.